Blog Talk Radio. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You've heard about it. You've read about it. You've talked about it. And now you've found it. This is Alan Smith's Ask the Trucker Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world, with your hosts, Alan and Donna Smith, focusing on driver health, careers, regulations, and the important issues facing the industry. It's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Ask the Trucker Live begins right now. Well, good evening, everyone. Tonight's Thursday, July 9th, 2015, and I'm Donna Smith. I'd like to thank you for being with us tonight here on Ask the Trucker Live. And uh, we'll have another exciting night as part of the Truck Driver Health Series. Tonight's show is Truckers and Their Gut Reactions to Health. Um, As you know, we have designated um, these Thursday nights for truckers' health issues where I'm the host of the shows. On Saturdays, we still have our our regular trucking shows. Alan's the host. I go on the show with him, too, though, so he's not the only host. And anyway, um, uh, well, with our audience on the health show growing, I mean, it, it's really taken off, and, and I really appreciate it. We thank everyone for that. Um, whether Whether you listen just to improve your health or you're looking to have tips on losing weight, I'm just excited as anything that that you guys are here. And as I look at the switchboard and I see more and more people coming on, I get all excited. Um, so tonight we have another great informing show. We're going to be talking about gut health. And although that doesn't sound like a, a very sexy topic, I assure you um, it's it's one that will really grab your attention when you find out all that the that the gut is responsible for. So by the end of the show, hopefully, you know, we'll all understand the vital need of why we have to maintain um, a a good gut health and why it's so important to our overall well-being. Um, We'll also understand more of the steps that need to be taken uh, to show how to achieve this, this health this optimal health that we're all striving for. So here's some food for thought. Uh, Just think about this. Did you know that your gut plays the major role in immunity and disease? How about your mood? Did you know that your gut is called the second brain? And how about its relation to autoimmune disease? And did you know that your gut even has a role to play in depression? Well, we're going to you know, we're going to go all over that tonight. Um, our, so a little bit about our guest tonight, Carol O'Byrne of LifeCoachService.net, is no stranger to the trucking industry and has supported many struggling drivers and their families right along the way um, with, uh, the well, many of the challenges they face. And, you know, I could go on and on and list them, but pretty much everybody listening here knows them all. Uh, one of her areas of expertise is health, 
And tonight we will discuss the correlation between gut health and overall well-being. But a little bit more about Carolyn. She is a life coach and the wife of an over-the-road truck driver. She and her husband have been associated with the trucking industry since 1999. Uh, In that time, she's seen and experienced um, all the very unique issues that, you know, all professional drivers and the people in their lives face. Uh, Having a background in colon hydrotherapy, alternative medicine, and personal development, Carolyn has the tools to guide people to the excellence in the health and wellness that that they they require to reach their goals, and they deserve that. We all deserve that. Um, as a personal coach, Carolyn listens. Um, she listens very intently, provides a strong support system, and promotes tapping into your strengths. Uh, she partners one-on-one with you to help pinpoint obstacles blocking your success towards your goals, including inner peace, joy, happiness, progress in order to help you move forward. And Carolyn's dedicated to helping the trucking industry, uh, one driver at a time through the goal of helping professional drivers and their families not only succeed but to thrive. So as you can see, our guest tonight offers a wealth of information to the trucking community as she she addresses many of the uh, trucker health and life challenges. Um, she also encourages drivers and their families on their journey. And it's a much more personal level, unique um, to uh, the particular driver struggles and circumstances. But tonight, we're going to have her on here, and we're going to pick her brain, and uh, we're going to talk about gut health and why we need it, what it is, what will happen if you don't have it, and uh, and I'm going to bring my guest on right now. That would be nice. I thought the mic was open, but hi, Carolyn. Hello. How are you? I'm great. Can How are you, you hear me? Donna? I'm I can great. hear you. <laughs> I know. I've been I've been having this uh, this headset issue now for a while. I think we're going to break down and get a new headset, but as long as uh, everyone can hear me, that's great. Well, um, we're so glad to have you on the show tonight, and um, I know uh, I was looking at your your new website, and of course it's a work in progress, as as all our websites, it's always getting better and better. So um, anyway, I just wanted to start in, and, and I know people are wondering, how did how did um how did you get in trucking? What was you know, how did you step your life into the trucking arena? Well, the Hotshot Freight Service started us out in nineteen ninety nine and then about eleven years ago my husband started working for a company and went over the road. So it's been about a sixteen year journey in the trucking industry. And how many years have you been doing the coaching? I can't remember how many years. I've been coaching for probably 20 years. Um, okay. Just dealing mostly with health and personal development. Um, it seems like I was born coaching. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know what you mean. Um, well, it takes a special person. You know, you've got to be a, a very um, 
to be a really good coach, you have to be a concerned individual. You have to be able to relate to the people and and be passionate about what you're doing. So um, now I know you you have your um, years and years of uh, of studies you did with the life coaching. Um, so, but you also are into um, what is it? Colon hydrotherapy, and you're certified in that, which uh, I believe that's going to be perfect for our show tonight. But can you just share with everyone a little bit about your uh, formal training with colon hydrotherapy? Well, most people think colon hydrotherapy is a dirty situation. <laughs> yeah, but I know. They're probably getting all weird now. <laughs> it, it is really what it sounds like colon. And hydro is water and therapy. So pretty much what it is is keeping people's colons cleaned out using water and in order to keep them healthy because most people have very compromised colons because of the health, the food situation in this country and their diets and the quality of food these days and stress. As many of us know, if we're in an extremely stressful situation, Many times we'll either have diarrhea or constipation, and so we we've got to connect the two. That our gut is connected with our emotions. So our guts, our colons are usually in turmoil if we're not aware of keeping them healthy. We've got to be aware, and we've got to purposely know that we need to be concerned about our colon health and our digestive health. Well, listen, I'm just going to make a, a little, quick little announcement here. Um, for I, I, There's people on the switchboard um, that called in for those. You have to, if you want to talk to our guest or be a part of our show or make a comment, whatever it is you want to do, you have to click one on your keypad. Now, for, um, and that gives, just gives me a sign of, you know, who, who wants to uh, be a part of the show. So um, now for all those listening on the Internet, if you want to call in, if you have something to say, you want to add to the show or you want to ask a a question um, to either myself or the guest, um, Carolyn, then you can dial in at 347-826-9170. And again, you have to click 1 on your keypad. Um, so I just had to say that. I, I, I forgot to say it in the beginning of the show, Carolyn. But anyway, getting back to the um, colon hydrotherapy, and it kind of fits right in with our show tonight, which is um, the importance of of gut health. And I'll tell you, there's there's so many areas, after when you start doing the research, there's so many areas that gut health affects you know, you could really break this down into a few shows, but we're going to try to cover it um, so people understand. And I think that's the purpose of this show is for people to really understand um, how it relates to, uh, well, like you said, let's start with our food supply and how it, what it does to our gut or, you know, what is the gut responsible for? Let's start, maybe we should start with that and then talk about how the how the um, food supply affects us and our, our ways. So where would you like to start tonight, Carolyn? Um, 
what is the gut the gut responsible for? Well, seventy to eighty percent of our immune system is in our gut. So if our and gut is deal. compromised in any way, you can imagine what issues are going to be coming up in our body. Serotonin is produced in our gut, most of it. About 90% of the serotonin that our body produces is produced in our gut. Well, tell everybody um, can, now the importance of that, because so, they're probably wondering, well, well, can, what's serotonin? Well, serotonin is a chemical that carries signals between the nerves to communicate, and it's respo- responsible for maintaining our mood balance. Serotonin is... directly or indirectly, I'm not sure, related to our bones. It's not just for mood and the feel-good, but the main thing that people think about serotonin is it's the feel-good chemical that our body creates. When you wake up in the morning, if your serotonin levels are correct, then you feel great. You feel like getting out of bed and starting your day, but if your serotonin levels are compromised, you're just not going to feel good about getting up. You're not going to feel happy. You may be depressed. You may have anxiety or any other mental issues that come along. So that's important, and I've got lots okay. to talk about that too. Oh, I know, I know. Just I, I just found a little definition. Serotonin is most commonly believed to be a neurotransmitter, Although some consider the chemical to be a hormone, so I guess there's controversy on that. And I did find a little thing about bone density. Uh, Studies have shown that a persistently high level of serotonin in the bones can lead to an increase in osteoporosis. So, yeah, we'll get into that later. I'm kind of curious you know, how do serotonin levels get low and how do they get high? But let's go back to... um, to your your overall gut health and um and and what is re- primarily responsible when you think of gut health and someone has a good gut health what what are you thinking of well the flora is the good bacteria versus the bad bacteria and if it's in a healthy balance then more than likely we're going to very rarely get sick of course our serotonin levels are going to be adequate. We're not going to have disease. We're not going to have any of the issues that many people face today. So keeping that flora in balance is very important. Um, And flora means the bacteria. Yeah, the the microbes that live within us. (laughs) Okay. Um, Um, Well, and here we go back to our food supply now. Um, you know, when you're you're born, you you know you you have this this flora as we call it. It's the um, bacteria in your intestines, and it's it, well. To tell us what what is what are these bacteria responsible um, for? Well, if we if our flora is in check. These little microbes, which could be bacteria, fungus, viruses, they live within us in harmony. They're supposed to anyways. (laughs) And some of them produce B vitamins like B12, vitamin K, B7, thiamine, folic acid. 
And what people don't realize is when their doctor tells them, well, you're B12 deficient or you're anemic or your blood's not clotting correctly because your vitamin K is out of balance, they just maybe think it's a fluke or it's inherited or whatever, but it has all, it totally has to do with our gut health because these little microbes in there are creating this B12, B7, vitamin K. And if they're not, then we're going to be deficient. So we don't even get some of our nutrients from our food. Some of our nutrients we get from the little microbes that live within us. Right, right. Okay, so now let's talk about our food supply. You know that old saying, you are what you eat. So let's just talk about that and how that is affecting, among other things, the imbalance of the um, microbial growth in in our uh, in our gut in our intestines. And I, I just want to add, and if, if everybody's n- noticed, how many years ago did you hear people talk about you need to take probiotics? I mean. I never heard it growing up. I never, you know, even knew what it was. But in the last 20 years, that's almost like taking a one-a-day vitamin now, probiotic. And you you have to wonder why that is. So, okay, I'm going to let you take the floor now and, and go with it. Well, unfortunately, in this country, processed foods are what most people live on. They don't go back to the way it used to be where you grew a garden or you went to the grocery store and most of your money was spent in the produce section. Most of our money now is either spent at restaurants or in the freezer section where you pop it in the microwave and they're very or a hamburger helper in a box. And these types of foods not only have horrible man-made ingredients in them, they've also got genetically modified ingredients in them, which is time in the recent years, I think since the 80s, maybe the 70s. 90s. What, what, the GMOs? They started in the 90s. 90s? I was thinking it was the 80s. Mm -hmm. But anyways, um, these foods are, are not even food. Our body does not recognize them as food. They're recognized as a foreign invader, and they also have chemicals within them that just wreak havoc on our bodies, especially our digestive system. So that's right, and and that's and you know, and and what happens then is um, it creates this environment. You know, you've got everybody has. Listen, everybody has salmonella running in their intestines. I know that sounds crazy, but or they have E. coli and and they have um, pathogens. You have pathogens in your intestines whether it be candida, yeast, or whatever, it's there. But the reason that, um, you know, you don't get infected or anything is because you also have good bacteria which compete for the food. And the, the processed foods, unfortunately, are feeding the more unhealthy, the pathogenic bacteria over the healthy bacteria. And like you were talking about the other day, uh, Carolyn, about f- fermented food. I mean, that's great 
for your um, gut because it, it, it promotes healthy bacteria. And once they start growing, then they overtake the unhealthy bacteria. One of the things that people who are on um, drugs that compromise their immune system, whether it be cancer drugs like uh, chemo or um, years ago, you know, um, HIV uh, treatments, you know, compromised people's uh, immune system terribly. And then they would get sick. Well, they got sick because they couldn't take care of their, um, you know, their body was just didn't have the uh, immunity to take care of the disease that was taken care of. So you're absolutely right on that. And, um, you know, Carolyn, when you talk to uh, a client, I mean, you know, it's one thing to say to them, don't eat processed food. And people kind of nod their head and go, okay, right? But how do you get through? How do you get through to have someone understand, you know, like if somebody said to you, don't take cyanide because within one minute you're going to be dead. Well, you're not going to take cyanide, right? That's pretty out there, black and white, and you get it. But a processed food you know, something in your brain says, well, it's on the grocery shelf, and I guess it's approved by the FDA, So, and the commercials don't say anything. You know, so you have to fight that. So how do you, how do you, um, how do you tell someone, how do you make someone understand that if, you know, they're really in a serious situation and their health is compromised, that they really need to cut down on that? Well, first of all, I try to give them information because people are smart. They know how to take this information and sift through it for themselves. For instance, according to the Smithsonian, we have 37.2 trillion cells that make up our human body. But if you multiply that by 10, which is 372 trillion That's how many microbes we have living within us that we are the host of. Ten times more microbes live in us than we are of our own cells. That's pretty huge. That's that's (laughs) impressive. If you take 372 trillion cells and you get them in a different form that they should be in, out of sorts, you can imagine that's going to cause problems because like you were talking about, yeah, yeah. you were talking about E. coli. E. coli is supposed to be in our colon. It's there for a reason. It serves us well, but if it gets overgrown, if, if there's too many in the population or if it gets in our urinary tract or if it gets in our mouth, we're going to be very, very sick. And so it's, it's the good guy in our colon in certain amounts. But if it overgrows, gets in gets in an overgrowth area, that's not going to be okay. That's not what our body, it's not designed to be in those areas of our body. So that is, when you kind of look at it in those numbers, that's so huge. Mm-hmm. Well, so the, the thing me, what else do you, I do? Oh, huh? well, when you, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I couldn't hear you. Oh no! You it just reminded me. me. 
about what do you what do you tell people? So you you give them information, and you know, you, uh, you know, like you said, most people are smart, and and the truth is, people who bother to listen to health shows, I mean, they're looking for information, so they're they're they want to you know improve their life, lose weight, um, increase their ability to fight disease, and all like that. So it's it's not. You know, the people who come to you, I, I'm sure, are really wanting the help. Um, but when you brought up E. coli, it reminded me, you know, there's different strains. You know that strain that was killing people? And this might be off the beaten path a little bit, but there was a certain strain of E. coli. And I believe it was because of, you know, the, um, and I know you're going to get into this, the antibiotics and everything um, that the that the farm animals were being given and the kind of feed they were being given and it actually promoted this um, this E. coli which is is a pathogen and I don't know about you but I can remember years ago I mean my my dad would eat a steak I I mean it was just seared on each side nobody ever worried about E. coli or getting sick, and the same thing, he'd have a raw egg in the morning or a, like raw eggs in an eggnog or something like that. You, you wouldn't dare eat a raw egg now. So the the bacteria in our in our food supply, meaning even the animals, um, is really compromised. I mean, I, I really don't think people realize that things are different now. Do you do you get into that with them, or do most of them already know that, or how does that I don't work? Think most, I don't think most people realize that. And when you mix the fact that all of these superbugs are being created because of the genetically modified foods and because of the antibiotics, you mix that in with that we already have a compromised gut and we're not creating the hydrochloric acid that our stomachs were designed to create and and you mix all this soup of dysfunction and that's what stems disease that's where all this disease is coming from i just want to uh, remind everybody who's listening if you want to be a part of the show i saw some more numbers pop up on the switchboard so if you do want to be a part of the show um, just click one on your keypad, and if you're listening from the internet and you want to call in, it's three four seven eight two six nine one zero zero, and you have to click one on on your keypad again. So I just have to keep saying that because the the woman used to tell everybody that, and they stopped uh, telling everybody that now. So anyway, um, where were we? So you were saying that most people don't know. And, uh, you know, they just eager to take this information, I'm sure. Well, the um, food system gives it to us. The food system makes it available, and that's what we get is what's available. And we don't realize that most of what's available is not good for us. Right. Um, um, let me, I'm just skimming through some of the, I mean, this is just so much information that I want to, have it all make sense. Well, you know, you brought up HCL, okay, hydrochloric acid in the stomach. And, well, you know, uh, 
everybody, you know, says, oh, you know, I have heartburn or something. They think it's um, excess HCL when, when in actuality it, it could come from not enough protection in your mucus barrier. But um, give us a little the importance of HCL. Well, as you said, with most lots of people, millions of people suffer with heartburn and different acid reflux issues, and the doctors will put them on the acid inhibitors, which in all actuality, that's the worst thing that they can do because they're needing more HCL in most cases for the reasons of digesting the food because our food cannot digest properly without adequate amounts of HCL, hydrochloric acid. And the hydrochloric acid does many things. And like you said also, another reason we have this is because the mucosal membrane is not in tip-top shape, and that also makes it feel burning, of a burning sensation. But usually it's the lack of HCL. And what causes that membrane to not be in good shape is the food that we eat and the absence of HCL. So what does HCL do? Well, by the time our food gets into our stomach, it should be very well chewed, although most people don't do that very well these days. And our stomach churns and shines and kneads and mixes that hydrochloric acid until it becomes like a milkshake. And and as the hydrochloric acid works, it breaks down the food into the different constituents of it, for instance, protein, Uh, minerals, vitamins, all the different nutrients that we need to work, to survive, to be healthy, and to live. And if this hydrochloric acid cannot break these down, then instead of it, instead of our blood supply getting the broken down vitamins and minerals, it's getting the full proteins that are not broken down. And when our blood supply gets these, they don't know what to do. That's the invader. It's it's a mayday because that's not what's supposed to be in the blood supply. And so it's, our immune system starts attacking it as it is the invader because it is. It's not supposed to be in our bloodstream like that. And then the next time we eat it, it remembers that that was the invader. And then it that's where allergies come in. It attacks it again, and it can cause stomach issues. It can cause rashes, sinus. You know, when your when your nose starts running and your sinuses start giving you problems, or your eyes are watering, it can cause anaphylactic reactions to where you stop breathing because your throat swells up. It can cause several different issues to happen because of the attack on that undigested material. And and the truth is you could take all the vitamins and everything you want, but if your body isn't absorbing them because it's not broken down properly, um then, you know, it's it's I'm sure you get a little bit of it, but nothing like, you know, we're supposed to have. And so, you know, HCL is 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 important and um I don't know what you do. Uh let me see. Well, here, I I just found this, that excessive carbohydrate intake and the consumption of soft drinks, alcohol, and carbonated fluids uh, 
um, I guess that has all to do with uh, with really hurting your, your HCL levels. Well, one of the things that hurts our HCL levels is overeating. Most people eat about 10 times more food than they actually need. Our, we're designed to eat highly nutritious foods. And when we have that huge amount of nutrition, it satisfies our body. But when we're eating foods that have no nutrition, they're processed, and they've got all these synthetic chemicals in it, our body doesn't know what to do, and it's saying, give me more nutrients, give me more. I'm not getting what I need. And so you feel like you need to eat more. So that's when weight gain comes in. That's that's so much food in our stomach that the hydrochloric acid can't work. It can't, there's not enough acid in there to break it all down. And then when we drink sodas and high-caffeine drinks and all these other things, it dilutes the hydrochloric acid. As a matter of fact, I don't drink. I have some water available when I eat food, but I don't even have a drink when I eat. I drink all through the day between my meals water, but when I'm eating, I don't because when you drink a lot during your meal, it dilutes the hydrochloric acid and it doesn't allow it to do its job. You know, that's funny because I don't I don't really drink uh, that much while I eat either. I'll, I'll order a glass of water and um, I, I, I find that I don't even, unless I'm thirsty, you know, then I'll have some, but that's a, a, a point, and I know Alan uh, the other day said to me, well, what do you want to drink? And I said, really, I'm okay. I, I really don't need anything, so I know what you mean. Um, uh, um, what, what, now, what, where else would you like to go, um, you know? Well, since we, we're, we're in got, the stomach, yeah. since we're kind of still in the stomach, the stomach also produces enzymes that work along with the hydrochloric acid. And the enzymes also help to break down the foods into the different smaller particles. And when when the earth cre- grows and creates vegetation for the animals to eat and the vegetation for us to eat, there are enzymes in everything that grows grass if we eat lettuce there's there's lettuce enzymes if we eat beef there's beef enzymes and when we cook these foods at a certain temperature or when we especially when we over process them it kills all the enzymes so our body is having to take over all the enzymatic activity that should be in with the food to help us digest it so when we're not eating raw like eating big salads and munching on carrots like Bugs Bunny. And when we're not eating things of of easy descent, you know, just simple, an apple, an orange, a banana. We right. think we've got to have apple-flavored candy or banana-flavored taffy. We just need to eat that food and not all the other processed foods with the sugars and the chemical ingredients. And when we eat this way, then it helps our stomach to digest even better because that food has the enzyme, an apple has the enzymes to digest an apple. An apple does not have the enzymes to digest beef. 
but it it does have the enzymes to digest the apple, and that helps us. But when we eat everything that's dead and has no enzymes in it, it makes it really hard. So our our stomach is not debating but fighting for the hydrochloric acid to work, and it's fighting for the enzymes to work, and it's just usually in constant turmoil when we're not putting the right fuel into our bodies because you would not go down the road stop at the gas station and fill up your tank with water because you know if you put water in your truck it's not going to go and so that's how our bodies are designed we need to put the food in our bodies that they were designed to use the fuel that was designed to fuel our bodies well another interesting thing too is about the enzymes you know food food isn't just food and it goes into your blood i mean it has to be broken down so like a, um, a a piece of protein, you know, it has to be broken down into its amino acids. And, yes. um, fat, you know, fats have to be broken down into fatty acids. And these these all uh, take enzymes for these kinds of um, metabolic pathways to, to occur. So your enzymes are, are really important in your gut. Um, yeah. They're they're primarily produced in the pancreas and small intestine. So there we are again. These enzymes are are produced in your small intestines, and they they break down food into the nutrients that you need, not the 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 whole piece of meat. I heard once uh, it was a long time ago that a piece of steak could stay in a person's stomach for three days. Now, I'm assuming that meant without the, uh, you know, uh, correct enzymes and, you know, I mean, I can't imagine steak staying in your stomach if you had optimal, you know, uh, digestion going on with all the right flora and enzymes and hydrochloric acid and all like that. But that's a pretty scary thing. And I think it said of course, I wish I had the article in front of me, but it was so long ago, and I really am going by mem- memory that it almost pu- putrefies in your it does. in your stomach. Okay, there you go. So Me is the that's hardest correct, thing for us then, right? to digest. Mm-hmm, it does. That's correct. Okay. Um, I mean, I I'm not a big meat eater. You know, I'm not one to say I'd never eat it, um, but I just don't enjoy it. Uh, but I know there's a lot of people who do enjoy it. So I think for all those who really enjoy their meat, um, they need to keep their 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 flora, their um, you know their microbes, the HCL enzymes, everything in tip-top shape. And how you do that is by what eating right. I mean. Basically, I mean, it seems so simple, um, but it it really is simple, isn't it? Yes, it can be simple if you have the right information. Hydrochloric acid supplements are available if you need a kickstart, and it works Uh good. It works really fast, and it works very well. Enzymes are available as supplements to take to help with the enzymatic process to, to kickstart you. And, of course, probiotics. Most people know about that. 
um, cake and probiotics is very important. As a matter of fact, I usually recommend to my family. Well, I don't recommend it to my kids. I just make them do it. <laughs> but we take three <laughs> different we take three different probiotics because different companies have different labs and different strains, and I want to be sure that we're getting as much as we can. So I've got three different probiotics that we've got going on at one time for my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me, what are some of the ones that, you know, you guys take? One that we take is called PB8, um, Jarro, J-A-R-R-O-W is a good brand to take. Um I'm trying to think of the other one. It's called uh, Nation. Let's see. I've got the picture in my mind, and it's not coming to me. But what I'm it, very what, picky. What, yeah, what does it do? I mean, which enzymes? Does it tell you, you know, what what they what they help the digestion with? Does it get specific into that, or, or is it just a general enzyme? The probiotics. You want to be sure that it's got the acidophilus. There are different mm-hmm. strains of acidophilus, and if lots of the higher-end probiotics, please don't go buy cheap ones because the cheap ones, you're wasting your money and they're not worth a flip. Right, but right. They're, the they're higher dead by end, the time you get them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The higher-end probiotics usually have some numbers out behind it, and those numbers represent the different strains of that particular thing, and that's a good mm-hmm. sign. Um Garden of Life, I think that's the brand. It just came to me. Mm-hmm. But um, these they're not cheap. They're not cheap at all, but they're very inexpensive compared to being with disease. To me, I could have a mansion and a big, fine car and have no help. I'd rather live in a smaller house with a used, beat-up truck and have good health because when we don't have good health, what do we have? We can't enjoy what we have if we're sick all the time and we don't feel good and nobody wants to be around us because we're grumpy all the time or we can't even give what we want to give to our friends and family of us. So health is on our number one list of putting our focus on. And the funny thing is that that HCL you were talking about to have a low stomach acid, mm-hmm. um, if if you have low stomach acid, then you most likely you're going to have uh, inadequate digestive enzymes also. So they kind of run hand in hand, and and this is the whole thing, you know. Everything affects something else. So, um, you know, what are some other things besides food that can affect um, your your uh, enzyme levels? Uh, the the inability to break down food and then take the nutrients from the food. Um, well, it's a vicious cycle because people that have disease go to the doctor and get medication. And then the medication messes up their digestive system even more. And so then it makes their digestive system in that much more turmoil to therein and create more disease. So medication is a big one that alters the gut flora, the enzymes, 
the whole way that our digestive system is supposed to work. The elimination process, many medications either give us diarrhea or give us constipation. And both of those are not good. If you have constipation, you can't eliminate, you can't get your toxins out, you can't you can't feel good if you're constipated and your colon just stretches and stretches by being full and then that causes colon issues and then many people get colon cancer from that. And then the diarrhea flushes out all the good bacteria and we can't keep a good bacteria going on in our colon because of the constant diarrhea and then our bacteria are more compromised and then we've got other issues from that. So the wow. uh, it's, I would it's say a medication lot going on. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to take a quick break here, and uh, we'll be right back, and we'll get back to um, the uh, truckers and their gut reaction to health. You're listening to Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith on Blog Talk Radio. Don't go anywhere. Alan and Donna will be right back. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here. Have you been driving a big rig for a while now and considering starting your own business as an owner-operator? Well, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing offers the best lease purchase plan in the industry. With a small down payment and monthly payments around $1,000 or less, you make the monthly payment and when the final payment is made, they hand over the title. It really is that simple. There is no big balloon payment at the end and secondly, the truck is yours, not a lease plan under one truck and company. So if becoming an owner-operator is your goal, do it the right way. Do it the best way. Contact Lone Mountain Truck Leasing on the web at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free at 866-512-5685. That's LoneMountainTruck.com. This is Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith. To be a part of the program, call in now at 347-826-9170. Skype users can call in by clicking on the Skype button on our show page. To be a sponsor of the show, email Donna at info at askthetrucker.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Truckers and their gut reactions to health. Our guest tonight is Carolyn O'Byrne of LifeCoachService.net. And uh, we're in the midst of talking about um, the gut health, everything that uh, relates to the gut health, why we need it, what affects it, what are the repercussions if we don't have it. And, um, you know, I, I see I see uh, Tom on the line, and I don't know if he's ready for this, but hold on. Hey, Tom, are you there? No, no, Donna, I'm not here. I ran away. <laughs> are you just listening, or did you want to put two cents in here? I, I have a couple cents I might be able to put in, but because I tuned in late tonight, I'm not really sure how much I should because I'm not sure what she's covered or not covered. So oh, okay. I think I'm just going to be more of a fly on the wall this evening. Okay. All right. Well, 
I'm gonna. You just put. You know the routine. You you click one. Okay. Well, um, Carolyn, I know we're kind of jumping around a little bit because I mean it, it's all related. And but I, let's see. Where should we go next? I think I'd really like to get into because people people don't understand the relationship with mental health and their gut. And the the gut is actually called the second brain. And this is so interesting. Um, but did, did you want to expand on that a little bit? Sure. I'd love to. Okay. About 90% of serotonin is made in our digestive tract. And there are 100 million neurons in our digestive tract, which is more nerve cells than in our spine. So if our immune system has that huge amount of neurons or nerves, nerve cells, and the serotonin levels aren't right to connect the nerve cells to communicate, that's what causes huge issues with how we feel with our mentality, how our mind is working. So if our if we're stopping and getting some fast food restaurant food, then if you get in contact with yourself, if you really pay attention to your body, you can start feeling yourself go down. It may taste really good. Just because I don't eat it doesn't mean I don't like it. (laughs) It tastes really Mm -hmm. good, and it gives us that instant gratification. But in the long run, it makes us feel bloated. It makes us feel blah. It causes us to just... Sometimes it causes people to be angry because their gut is so out of whack and they don't realize why when that person just cut us off that they're just about to blow up. And so um, with their anger, not with their stomach. Right. <laughs> but, um, well, you, if you think of think of like sayings people have, right, and they don't think about it, they just say them. But the the relationship between the brain and the gut. Like when you go, well, I just had a gut instinct. That usually means is something told this person, you know. Uh, it was like a an intellectual decision, but it was based on their gut. And, of course, nobody, you know, analyzes it to the hill to figure out, well, where did that come from, you know. But a lot of times, you know, this this tremendous back and forth between your digestive system and your brain. I mean, I know my daughter, ever since she was a child and even to this day, she could not watch scary movies. And even a little bit scary. I mean, it didn't have to be like all that scary, just a little bit. And she would immediately throw up. Well, that's a, you know, that's a big reaction, you know. And so I have a friend, you know, the slightest bit of stress and she has diarrhea. So your 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 gut and health are and your brain and and your um I mean even depression um with the different serotonin levels that are created um in your uh intestine I mean, what is the percentage serotonin created in your in your intestines? 
90%. Okay. The rest of it is in our brain. And the rest is in your brain, right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's that's a that's a huge thing. So, if you're if your gut isn't in tip-top shape, you're eating all the wrong food and you know, you're you're I I tell you, I hate to be a, you know, beat this dead horse here, but you know, processed foods with all the chemicals and the artificial ingredients and the colors and the GMOs, 70 to 80% or something like that of all processed foods has genetically modified uh, organisms uh, in it. And, you know, it, it's playing havoc on our whole system, and that includes the flora that we talked about that are so essential to fight disease and immunity and things like that. So, um, did, you know, I, I, I probably interrupted you because, you know, things come in my head and I just start talking. But um, okay. what else did you what else did you want to say about the the mental health aspect of um, of your gut? Well, I won't get into the personal development end of it, but many times when we have depression, it comes from our gut being in turmoil. Now, some some of it does have to do with personal development, how we perceive things and think about things, but a lot of it has to do with our gut health, and, and that should be quite obvious with the serotonin levels fluctuating and not being on a level, consistent basis as they should. And if the, feel, if the main feel-good chemical in our body that is 90% of it's created in our gut is not right, then when people have chronic fatigue and all these others, they just, they have brain fog, their memory isn't what it should be, and they're not old. (laughs) Um, Right. Even older people do not have to have a diminished memory. I know some people that are in their 80s that are sharp as a tack, and so just because you're older does not mean your memory needs to go. Sometimes I wonder right. about myself, <laughs> but um, it, it causes us to just have the blahs a lot. The blahs kind of wrap everything up, but it it's just our immune system and the chemical imbalance of it all not working together as it should. And, and by the way, you're, you said the immune system, and three-quarters of the body's immune system is in your intestinal tract. I mean, I know we said that in the beginning of the show, but there's quite a few people who have uh, come on, you know, recently, and I I don't want them to miss that because that's such an important aspect of this show, that your immune system that fights disease, I mean, you have trillions of um, bacteria in your in your gut that actually influence your your ability to fight disease and when you put things in your body that compromises that then you get sick i mean that's i i know i'm putting it really simple here but but it's true now i wanted to get into um you were talking about the gmos and of course any time you want to come back to any one of these topics that we've touched on. 
because they're all related. I mean, you can talk about one and then the other, and it's related to the third one. So, But I wanted to talk about um, the GMOs that you um, that you wrote about. And I, just to give people, again, what the definition of a, of a genetically modified organism, and this is according to the World Health Organization, is an organism in which the genetic material has been altered in a way that it does not occur naturally. So in the case of the food we eat, they they take um, the genetic material from a bacteria that has a quality that it wants to inject in a plant so that that plant now will produce the qualities of that bacteria. And a perfect example of that is um, the Bt toxin, which is usually found in an organism called Bacillus thuringiensis, okay? And it naturally um, uh, is a pesticide, actually. It, 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 it goes into, it breaks the gut walls of insects. So they took that and they put it into uh, corn. So now the plant itself, when the insect eats it, the 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 bugs will just eat it and die because they blow up. And um and of course the FDA with whatever testing went on, you know, said well it's not harmful. Uh, I, I do believe a lot of those tests that were done were done by the biochemical companies selling this. So, you know, you have to wonder about that. But anyway, that's just to give people a, a little idea of what a genetically modified organism is. Now, go ahead, and what exactly are these GMOs supposed to be doing? I mean, there's a lot of research being done now suggesting that they're harmful. What is it that they're doing that you've read? Well, one of the things that they do is they're going to create lesions in the gut of an insect. Well, they're probably going to create lesions in the gut of a human. Um, That's exactly what's happening. That's called leaky gut syndrome. And, well, the, and, and and that's you know that's true. They, and scientists, you know, not the biotechnology companies, but independent people who are very much against uh, GMOs, are they are doing uh, experiments like that. And um, I, I and leaky gut. Let, well, okay, we talked about it's causing leaky gut. You know, how would you define leaky gut? Well, it's actually exactly how it sounds. Our gut is supposed to have teeny tiny microscopic passageways for the nutrients that are adequately broken down to get into the bloodstream. But in leaky gut, these teeny tiny passages aren't teeny tiny passages anymore. They're larger, large enough to where the undigested foods are are getting into the bloodstream. And i hit on this just a little bit earlier, we're not supposed to be putting food into our bloodstream. We're not supposed to be putting large particles like proteins. We're supposed to be putting very tiny, broken-down, individual nutrient particles going into our bloodstream so that our blood can take it to the different parts of the body. 
And when the bigger particles get into the bloodstream, attacks it because it's an invader, and it shows itself in many different forms, arthritis, Crohn's disease, um, allergies, any organ or, or skin, it can it cause rashes, it can cause, it's what causes psoriasis and eczema. And, and all these things you're all all these things you're mentioning, these are autoimmune diseases. And this is why yes. there's such a correlation between yes. autoimmune disease and um and 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 GMOs. And of course, you know, uh, people will fight it tooth and nail and say no, there it has nothing to do with it. It's safe and this and that. But let's face it. The rise in autoimmune disease, and and you just named a, a bunch, you know, psoriasis, Crohn's. What about MS, multiple sclerosis? They're even calling diabetes now uh, an autoimmune disease. Lupus. I mean, there's a huge list of these diseases that people are getting. And um, go ahead. When you when the immune system recognizes an invader it kind of takes a picture of it, if you want to think of it that way. And it may be kind of similar, that particular invader might be similar to the pancreas or to the kidneys, to the pancreas cells or the kidney cells or the skin cells. And when it's similar, then when that particular thing comes again, then it creates more and more of a defense system. So then it goes searching out for these look-alike cells, and it may think that the kidney cells are this thing that that they have deemed an invader or the pancreas or the skin. That's how psoriasis happens. It, it, it thinks that that skin cell looks just like this other thing, and it starts attacking it and causing inflammation. And I don't know if you've ever seen someone with psoriasis, but it's itchy, yeah. it's painful, and it's very uncomfortable. And eczema. Right. And, but, and this uh, is all from leaky gut. Now, GMOs aren't the, you know, only thing suspect of leaky gut. I mean, there's, um, you know, there's other things that contribute to that. But it is highly suspect that, you know, GMOs do. I mean, I mean, if if you're eating a plant, that's been doused with or that is producing BT toxin. And and actually there has been evidence of BT toxin um cells in uh, in in human cells. Um and I don't know if that's in vitro. Um I don't have I you know I don't have all that information, but you know it is in there. So if 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 it is its primary function is to destroy the the gut walls of insects, then you have to wonder, and especially now with all these autoimmune diseases, which is a result of these large particles, these proteins rather than amino acids going into your bloodstream, and the body is trying to, uh, uh, it's trying to help you by attacking it, but it doesn't know what to do, so it it picks a memory like. Um, like Carolyn just said, and it says, okay, you know, I'm I'm going to attack this, and, and then it starts attacking an organ in your body. I mean, 
inflammation. They're saying even inflammation in the arteries and everything. It's all inflammation. I mean, uh, it's incredible to me how all this goes on, and it's all from the food we eat, um, a, a good deal of it. A lot of this now people will say, oh, no, it's genetic. Well, you know, you might have a predisposition to um, have a, a disease in your family that runs, but it's almost like a weak link. And and if there's a weak a, le- a weak link, you know, in your in your um, heredity, then that could be the thing that this thing attacks. So I mean, that's the best way. That's the way I have heard it described, anyway. But um, do you have anything else to add on the, uh, about that with the well, GMO? Not only is it not only is it very unhealthy for us <laughs> to eat GMOs, but when pretty much 100% of the feed that they're feeding the cows and the pigs and the livestock is the genetically modified corn and soy and cottonseed, then these animals aren't healthy. They're not healthy Mm -hmm. because not only that they're given antibiotics, but they're being fed this genetically modified food. If you go into these mass production livestock areas, not only is it sad and gruesome at the same time, it's very unsanitary and unhealthy because they've all got diarrhea. They've all got gastrointestinal problems because of the genetically modified food, and that causes their gut flora to be out of shape. Therefore, they get sick more often. Therefore, they get more antibiotics. So there's only two or three major production livestock companies in this country, and they're all feeding them the same thing, and they're all processing them the same way. So pretty much when you go to the store and buy a pack of chicken or a pack of hamburger meat, it's mostly all coming from the same one or two or three companies, and this is not healthy. And so we're getting, going back to the hydrochloric acid and all the bad bacterias that are on this meat that we didn't have in the past, that's why the bacterial load on the raw meat is so dangerous because of the way that they're growing these animals, the way they're feeding these animals, and the way they're processing these animals. So it's not even safe to be eating the the animal products given the genetically modified foods. Oh, and there is, you know, scientific evidence for that. Just for those wondering what are GMO products, I'm going to give you the list of the the basic um, nine I think there is. It's corn, and corn is, I think, up to, what, 80, 80% genetically modified now? Soy is like 90%, yeah. Alfalfa, canola, papaya, and that means papaya in Hawaii or China. Cotton sugar beets, zucchini, and yellow squash. That's the list of genetically modified uh, foods that we're dealing with. Now, when you when you go into a store and you look on a, on a label and, and it has a derivative of any one of these, for example, corn, if it says high fructose corn syrup, okay, you know, that's a GMO. And soy, you know, Everything has soy in it, you know, unless you're buying something that says GMO 
or uh, free or non-GMO. You know, it, that soy is pretty much uh, genetically modified and with the Roundup Ready. Um, and basically what that is, that they're genetically modified to be able to take um, tremendous amounts of herbicide Roundup so that it's so important when you get your, if you don't buy organic vegetables, it's so important that you wash them and you won't really get it all off, but, you know, you can soak them. I heard vinegar is good for that too. So all this is, you know, the bottom line is so people are listening and going, oh, my God, what do we do? And basically, what's the solution, uh, Carolyn? What do you tell people now after they understand all this going on with the food supply? What is the solution? Always take the high, the the list of genetically modified foods, always take those into consideration and don't eat them. Don't eat anything genetically modified. And um, unless it's, it's on the list of, you know, the non-GMO. Yes. So some foods do have, like, corn and soy, but if you buy a product that has GMO um, free or, you know, it's from the FDA, it's got that stamp, then it's okay. Yeah, but, make sure all um, your food is gene- not genetically modified, that it has the non-GMO seal on it. And think about eating live food, not, when I say live food, people kind of look at me funny, not like you're eating a little goldfish swimming around, but live food as in fruits and vegetables, the way it just came right off the tree or the vine or the plant, and be very picky about meat. I'm not anti-meat, but I am anti-genetically modified fed meat. So make sure you're getting your meat from very trusted sources that say organic and non-genetically modified, the non-GMO stamp. And um, eat as much fresh produce as possible. When you go to the store, look in your buggy, and the majority of it should look like it just, it should have come out of the fresh produce area and not the frozen food in the canned food section. Um, but sometimes and organic. How food, do you feel about organic? Organic, yes. As, as organic as possible to find, as organic as your budget can afford. And, you know, you don't realize how much money you spend on the out-to-eat. If you really got down to the nitty-gritty and did a budget on how much you spend on restaurants and out to eat, because most people say, well, I can't afford to just go all organic. Well, if you went all organic and not go all out to eat, you'd probably be spending less money because out to eat is not cheap. I know my husband cheats and eats out on the road when he's not when he's not supposed to, according to his wife. <laughs> and so I'll, I'll see on the card, hmm, Denny's, $17? What is $17 at Denny's? And so um, he just has this smirk on his face. But it's, it's not cheap to eat out. So just kind of do a budget and budget what you can spend and do a test. See see how much organic food you can get for the same amount of money that you're eating at these truck stops and restaurants. Well, you know, I just had a question come in, and I'm remind me to get back to the BT toxin and the Roundup Ready. Um, okay. 
But Tom just sent a question in, and he's in a noisy room, so he doesn't want to open up his mic. Uh, And it's a good point. How are drivers supposed to find meats on the road, and especially as many of them that rely so heavily on restaurants? Now, I know a lot of them now are cooking in the truck, and uh but you know how does a driver find you know organic food or organic meat let's say they really want to stick to this they believe what we're saying and they want to stick to it uh what it's would you tell them i mean it's a plan if you mm-hmm. if you fail to plan you plan to fail so at the i don't for instance if you're just out once a week and you get home once a week Make a plan. Make a menu of what you're going to need for each day. Figure out what foods that you need for that. Some of the things you can prepare ahead of time. Some of the things a a lot of drivers are cooking on the road. On Facebook, there's several groups that are cooking in the truck. I don't remember what they're all called, but there's several groups about cooking. And there's some great ideas. And they've got their little grills or they've got different concoctions. One is a rice cooker that I'd never heard of. I know my husband uses a crock pot a lot, this little crock pot that we got at Walmart for like $10. And he puts all different things in there when he goes to bed, when he wakes up, supper's ready or breakfast or whatever you want to call it, depending on what time of day you sleep. And you can put it in there when you start out, and then if you've got to take a 30-minute break in a few hours, then your meal is ready to go right then. And you'd be surprised how many yummy things you can do. Years ago, I started baking potatoes and sweet potatoes in my crock pot, and they are really good. And a lot of people like potatoes and sweet potatoes and try it sometime. I think you'll like it. But if you make a plan, just most of them have refrigerators. Now, if you don't have a refrigerator, that's going to make it a little bit more difficult. But most People that are are in the big trucks and have the sleepers, they've got enough room for that refrigerator the freezer. It's got a little freezer at the top, and it's got enough room for a week. Now, if you're going to be out for weeks at a time and you can't prepare some at home, then you still, I, I suggest that little, because that little refrigerator is limited on space, get a week's worth of food, a week's, a week plan. And then when you are on your layover, because you're going to have plenty of time to stop at the store, then you find a, a large enough store that has that you know that are going to have the better foods and start you another plan, start you another menu, start another week's plan. This time you won't maybe have as much prepared and you may have to go to some canned vegetables possibly. Get Be real picky on the ingredients. I don't care about the label that's got the percentages and this and that and this and that. Look at the ingredients. A can of green beans should say green beans, water, and salt. It shouldn't have sugar and calcium chloride and all these kind of things. And it does exist. It's hard to find sometimes, but it does exist. Well, I, he's just, he just sent me another message. He said, I'm referring to drivers who are out three to four weeks. Where can we find this food? And I, 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 I just want to answer this, okay? Okay. Number, number one, I'm going to tell you, Walmart has taken uh, – 
an incredible leap with organic food. Just about anything you can find, that any product you want, they have, I forgot the name of the, the company, Something Oats, it's called. Oats. It's on the show. Wild Oats. There you go. Mm-hmm. And they have the organic version of it. Number two, they have a, a huge, at least the one over here where I live, has a huge a variety of organic vegetables and fruit. And sometimes, you know, I can't get it, and what do I do? I wash it. And that's why I want to get back with that, you know, the Roundup, um, how it's just doused with the, what is the chemical, uh, glycophosate, um, which was supposed to be safe. And now, just recently, it's been labeled a carcinogen. So if you don't have organic, you should always wash your organic vegetables anyway. But if if you can't get it, you need to wash them, soak them, and if you have some vinegar, soak it in that and um, and like that. But getting back to what Tom's question was, where can we get it? That's 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 my answer. Now, can you add to that? Um, I know Publix here has I was just organic. Yeah, I, I know. know. Not Publix isn't everywhere, so I don't know the right. Whole Foods, right? Isn't I? We oh, don't have uh, Whole Foods. Whole Foods is my favorite store. <laughs> Whole Foods Kroger has a pretty good selection of organic food. They've got a, they've got an actual whole section in their stores now. Um, I just know the the stores that are available within a few hundred mile radius of my house are the Walmart, Public, Kroger's, and Whole Food. There's another one that's similar to Whole Food called Earth Fair. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times these towns, of course you have to do some research on this, will have the smaller health food stores that are not the big ones like Whole Foods and Earth Fair. And, um, and if you're able to ever hit a farmer's market, farmer's markets are great places to find good food. We went to a farmer's market when we were out of town, and they had some grass-fed beef that was so excellent. And we felt so privileged to have hit upon that farmer's market while we were out of town to find that good quality food. And they had some organic greens and some organic eggs. And, and a lot of times, just spread the word. The people that are in this thinking process are very passionate about eating right. And they are usually very, very happy to help you find different areas. So if you're in a different area of the country that does not have, every every place has Walmart, but that doesn't have Publix or Kroger, if you know of someone that eats healthy or tries to eat healthy, ask them. They'll be able to tell you. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what, I, I, I want, for everybody who's listening, because I, you know what, everybody has hung on this line for the entire show. I mean, I had a couple people drop off, but uh, mostly everybody's here. If you go on the trucking social media website, go under videos and the drop down on health, there is a video on there called Seeds of Death unveiling the lies of GMOs. And it's uh, a one-hour movie, 
And I really, really encourage you, if you're listening to this tonight, go on truckingsocialmedia.com. I mean, it's on YouTube, but this is how I can tell you to get there easily. Truckingsocialmedia.com. Put your cursor over videos, the drop-down menu, hit health, and there's... um, and there's the video. There's actually a lot of good health videos there that you can watch. Food Matters. Um, there's the Vitaman and Cancer, The Truth About Cancer, Episode 1. And this all has to do with our um, with our food supply. So um, I've seen all of those movies except for Vitaman. I haven't heard of that one, but I've seen all the others, and they're excellent. Yeah, then there's Genetic Roulette. Now, for some reason, it, it's not popping up. I mean, I have I have the picture there and everything with the video, but the video isn't playing. So I'm wondering maybe they, they did something where it wouldn't play or so. I don't know what happened. I'm going to try to redo it. But if you can, um, that movie, make sure I got the right name, Genetic Roulette, type it in Google and watch the movie, another one. But otherwise, just go on our site. But Tom, I hope that answers your your question, and uh, you can just send me a little message and let me know if if we if we covered it okay. Um, now I wanted to get back with the the, and this is all about you know uh, the BT toxins. And and everything. Okay, Tom got back to me. He said, good enough. Okay, good. Thanks, Tom. Uh, and that's Tom Kirk over at um, Road Tested Living. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit later about that with Gats. As a matter of fact, we're going to wind down because i got a lot to talk about. But I just want to say this about that BT toxin with the, you know, the pesticide in the plant that, you know, disrupts the walls of the insects and this and that. I want, they took the they the the blood of fetuses and pregnant women and the toxin was in 93% of the pregnant women and 80% of the unborn fetuses now i mean that bothers me quite a bit and especially if it's being re- even remotely thought to uh be a precursor of autoimmune disease. So just keep that in mind, that the fact that the main ingredient uh, of, of Roundup, which is, you know, one of the uh, herbicides on vegetables, is a carcinogen. I mean, think about all this and, and, and how it relates to your gut health and how your gut health is responsible for your immune system. So, see, it's a whole big vicious cycle going on and um you know i just can't stress stress it enough i mean did you want to add to that i mean i know i get really passionate about this and i've spoken to you in length and i know you're pretty passionate about it too so um did you want to add anything to that well when you're talking about babies and fetus have you ever heard of so many children with autism, and uh, we don't need to get into this deeply because that's not what this show is about, but the children, the autistic rate of children nowadays is huge. I'm thinking it's close to 
well, I used to know, so I don't want to say it because I don't want to be wrong, but it's huge, and they're thinking that it's going to get as bad as three to one. That's bad. Mm-hmm. One in three children, they're they're estimating it to to get that bad. And isn't that strange about the gut issues and the genetically modified foods and then the autism skyrocketing at the same exact time frame? And when these moms get dig and search for the benefit of their child and they start changing their child's diet, their autistic child's diet, and they significantly improve to the point where some of them are actually not even considered autistic anymore. That and makes that's me really hard. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. How many doctors now are prescribing organic and GMO-free to their patients for their diseases? I mean, it's it's not like enough. one of their, a, a lot of them. Oh, and yeah. by the way, you know how you were talking about the enzymes and how important they were? Yeah. I just found notes on the, um, uh, I hope I'm saying this right, glyco, glycosate or glycophosphate or or some I, I I think it's glycosate. Uh but anyway that is the um ingredient in Roundup and it actually knocks out the pathway of enzymes that we were discussing, uh which which actually prevents, you know, that food breakdown we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And it it dis, d- diminishes the ability to um uh, absorb minerals. I, I think it's a chelator too, but I'd have to check that up. Um, check on that and make sure that that's that's what it is. Blocks the metabolic pathways. That's what it says, which is needed to produce. Oh, get this! It also blocks the metabolic pathways needed to produce the serotonin. So I mean, when you're eating your non-organic ver- vegetables and you're not washing them, I mean. That's what's happening. It, it's scary. This is scary stuff. One more thing I want to just say about the um, the case in India, and I don't know if, if people are aware of this. There's BT cotton in India, and the the the, the animals were starting to to die, the sheep, the buffalo, and it was all a result of this um, BT cotton. The the animals were allowed to graze in the fields where they were growing it. And, you know, the animals were just dying, and, and they they traced it back to that. Plus, the workers were getting all these skin irritations. So every time you see somebody who says GMOs are safe, you you need to just think twice about that and, and where that research came from. Did it come from the biotechnology company, or did it come from a private company? And you need to do your own research and um, look, we're just all about the truth here, right? I mean, we just want to know. So if there's any doubt, my opinion is just stay away from it, especially if you feel sick. I agree. Carolyn? Okay. Yes, I agree. <laughs> okay, well, I'll tell you what, we've we've really covered a lot now. Let's talk a little bit now about um, life coach services and um, and how people what you what you can do for people. I really want them to go to your website. It's lifecoachservice.net and get the audio. I listened to this 15 minute audio you put out, 
and I sat there taking notes. It was it was so good. How can they get this 15-minute audio? Go to my website, www.lifecoachservice.net. Sign up for the email, and you'll automatically get a welcome email back, and it'll have a link on there that will link you to this free audio. Mm-hmm. And once you do that, you've got this wonderful free information. It'll help you with making a lot of decisions in your life and hopefully be a huge benefit to you. I wanted I wanted to give high value to Oh, it, I mean, I'm going to tell you something. That could have easily been sold. I mean, so giving that away free is its just incredible. Uh, again, lifecoachservice.net. Sign up on the email list and get your 15-minute audio. I promise you're going to enjoy every minute of it. It is awesome. Now, how did, how did, how did they get the three-minute video? What is the three-minute audio? The three-minute audio I put out on Facebook and Twitter. And oh, okay. It, if you can, if you have a Facebook or Twitter account, you can go to my Facebook or Twitter page, and I've got another free audio on there that you can click on and hear it, and it, it helps out with making some decisions. It's a shorter one, and um, if you want a link to it and you don't have a Facebook or Twitter account, just go to my website and go to the Contact Us page and just let me know that you want the three-minute video and I'll be happy to send you a link for that. Okay, this is great stuff, people. I mean, really good stuff. You need to get it. Um, now, are you going to Gats? You're, I know you're going to Gats. So. Yes, I'm going to Gats. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. I am, too. I am, too. Matter of fact, um we're gonna be we're gonna be uh roomies together at Gats and uh I intend on spending a a good time uh over at the health pavilion which we're gonna talk about um what it all has to offer. Matter of fact I better get my I'm just gonna leave you open for the show, um, Carolyn. And I mean, do you have the time? Can you stay the whole Yeah, I'm fine. Time? Okay. You might want to tell okay. some people what Gats is because everybody might not be knowing what Gats is. The Great American Trucking Show, August 26th, no, 27th through the 29th over in Dallas, Texas. And uh, just, just, I mean, anything you can think of is, is at Gats with anything to do with trucking. Let me put it to you that way. Of course, we're all excited because of the uh because of the health pavilion they have there and I'm actually trying to get my notes on here. Here it is. Um the health, well here, let me let me just tell you the trucking solutions group actually in um it, it helped Randall Riley who are the owners of uh Gats, which is the Great American Trucking Show, put on this health pavilion. And um, they've worked. They've worked really hard at this. I mean, if you go to the Trucking Solutions Group, either online at the website or on the Facebook page, you'll see all the work they've done for this. But uh, those attending the show, and this is this is great, are going to be able to have free screenings of their height, weight, BMI, blood pressure, glucose, cholesterol, HDL, kidney function. Consult with medical professionals. 
There'll be diabetes education, nutritional screening, chiropractic nerve assessment, eye acuity testing, and even the ability to ask a pharmacist. So, I mean, this is this is really tremendous. Um, they're also going to have an annual blood drive, so anybody who wants to donate blood. And they're also going to have their Make It Happen USA, which is um, a place you can be a donor. It, what they do is they swab your mouth, and then that's it. I mean, you have to fill out some paperwork and read the seriousness of the commitment. And then if, if somebody matches you for a bone marrow uh, donation, then they'll call you. And this is a, a life-changing uh, thing to have bone marrow because it, they're, they're short of bone marrow donors. So th- that what they're going to do is just swab your mouth and you'll be on file. And you may get a call and you could save somebody's life. Um, there's also going to be a mammogram over there, and it will take insurance. But for those who who don't have insurance, they uh, they're going to do it for free for you, and that's because they have come up with um, donations of people. Each mammogram costs three hundred dollars, so they're accepting donations. A, a grassroots effort this is to fund these mammograms for CDL, holder, CDL holders attending it at GATS. And the cost, like I said, is $300, but they're going to be free. And if you want to donate to this, there's two ways. You can go to the GoFundMe page, and I think if you type in, you can go to Facebook and you can see that page on the Trucking Solutions Group. But the actual um, GoFundMe page, I think if you type in GATS Mammogram GoFundMe, I think it'll come up, if I'm not mistaken. Um, We had a a blog post about it. Hold on, I'm going to go over there now to just make sure. Because people really need to. I mean, if if you can give $5, that's great, you know? Everything, everything helps. Um, yes, GATS Mammogram Fundraiser. Type that in. The other way you can give is if you want to uh, send a check to the St. Christopher's Fund, um, and it's P.O. Box 30763 in Knoxville, Tennessee, and that's 37930. Then you could also do that and um, just note on the check that it is for the mammogram. So there's two great ways to support this wonderful event. We can't, you know, thank the people over at the Trucking Solutions Group enough. Now, I know Tom. Um, Tom's going to be there, too, and I forgot what capacity. If he puts his hand up, I, I'm going to let him tell you what he's going to be doing over there. But I don't see his hand up, and I don't want to put him on the spot. Um and let me see what other announcements do I have. Okay, um, Trucking Social Media, www.truckingsocialmedia.com. It's a place for everybody to share their resources, their websites, their videos. This is a place, an information hub, and everybody's involved. So if you have a great blog or website and it's got great information, Go to the contact page and let us know, and we'll put it up on the resource page. 
because there's a lot of great information on the resource page. If you have a video that you'd like to submit, just click on the Submit Video button on the website. And look around. You'll see the types of videos that are on there, and they're really for helping people. And that's what this site is all about. It's an information hub for the trucking industry. Um, what? Oh, what about the rule coming out for... Um, it's supposed to be ready. The rules should start being enforced for ELDs in 2017. Uh, the, the rule to mandate uh, the ELD devices has been sent from the Federal Motor Carrier Administration to the Office of uh, Secretary of Transportation. And so it's almost there, guys. So um, get ready because September 30th is the the date they're looking for that final rule to be published, and then that would mean two years after is when it's enforced. So um, ELTs are coming. Everybody put up a big fight. They would have been here a long time ago if if there wasn't such a big fight. But they they changed a lot of the um, of the ruling. So I guess it's not as bad as it used to be. Carolyn, tell me. Yes. People want to get a hold of you. Best way to get a hold of you. Best way to get a hold of me is go to my website, lifecoachservice.net. Uh, go to the contact me form. You can use that form to contact me, or my my email address is also on that contact form. You can email me directly, and I'm super fast usually at getting back with you. I'm very interested in your concerns and if I can do anything for you. And if you want a free session, everyone gets a free session to make sure that you feel like Life Coach Service is right for you. You can fill out the free session form and submit it and I'll get that information and with a day or two I'll get back with you to schedule that free session to see if I can help you out. So um, most people okay. are in need in need of either help, 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 or personal development help, or relationship help. And those are my three favorite topics to talk about. And I love helping people, especially the trucking industry. Okay, and you've been doing this quite a while, and um, you've had a lot of training on this. So uh, you know, I, so many times. People, you know, they want to do something about their life, their health, or just a relationship or something. But they need someone to trust, talk to. You know, you start talking to people, and then you don't know who's going to say what to this one, that one, the other one. And they need confidence. And sometimes they don't want to know. They don't want to let other people know that they're having a difficulty, either either with their health, their dieting, medication, a relationship. I mean, people are private, you know. Well, most people are, not not the people who put everything out on Facebook, but most people are private. And um, this is this is a service that if you really want to succeed and you need encouragement, then this is something you want to investigate. And I would at least get the free session and at least, at the very minimum, get the 15-minute audio that is free on the website lifecoachservice.net. So, um, and you're on um, you're on Facebook. Is that also on Life Facebook. Coach? Mm-hmm. It's Life Coach Service right. on Facebook, 
And on Twitter, it's trucking underscore, underscore coach for my Twitter account. And I'll, I'm happy to communicate that way, too. I try to keep up with that on a daily basis. So if you want to contact me through Facebook or Twitter or if you want to contact me through email or if you want to fill out the free form, either way, I'll be happy to help you. And if you're going to Gats, I'm so looking forward to all the good information, but more than anything, I'm looking forward to meeting up with different drivers and and getting some concerns and doing what I can do to help while I'm there. So I'm really looking forward to meeting you. So if you're going... Search me out. I'd love to meet you. She's going to hold one of those signs up, you know, like at the airport, (laughs) how they hold those signs up. (laughs) Well, I'll be in the health pavilion a lot. I won't be there the whole time, but I will be there a lot because health and wellness is where I'm at. And so um, that would be a good place to kind of. I'm just going to meet and greet. I'm going to go out there and try to meet as many people as I can so that I can <clears throat> see what I can do to help the trucking industry because that's my that's my goal is to raise the morale of the trucking industry and to prove to these people in the trucking industry that they're as important as anyone else out there, not to be overlooked by people that don't understand what it is to be a professional driver. And I also work with the families. Being the wife, I know the other end of the story, too. (laughs) So I also work with the wives of these drivers and even the children sometimes. And so um, if, if the wife or the husband, if the wife is the driver and the husband's having some issues, whoever is a significant other, if they're having issues, I'm very happy to work with them also. Well, it's a great service. It's a much-needed service in the industry. There's a lot of people, you know, suffering from different things that, you know, they just need a little boost. I mean, even depression and things like that. Uh, the, the trucking industry is a difficult, very difficult industry uh, on your on your being mental, physical, everything. Not that you can't do it. You can do it. It takes a lot of discipline. And sometimes people just need some encouragement. So I'm so happy that you have this service and uh, we'll do whatever we can uh, to help people, you know, find out about it for sure. Well, I think we've um, we've covered it all here tonight. You know, it's so funny because every time we end a show... I always say, oh, I forgot to mention this or I forgot to mention that. But I think I've pretty much covered it all. Um, Yeah, I'm looking through like these 10 million notes. Uh, Let's see. Give me five, compress one. Okay. I don't know what that means. I'm going to, does that, hold on. Thank you very much. Tom? That's me. I was trying to tell you I needed five minutes, and I was just about ready. So. Oh, uh, okay. You need five minutes? No, well, I, I need like ten seconds. Okay, okay, okay go, go ahead. ahead. Uh, go ahead. All right, a couple of things is uh, you forgot to talk about the health stage. Uh, okay, well, or, that's what you're and, there for. And and that's the big thing that I've I've been working on for the last too many months, as well as working with the Trucking Solutions Group on everything else. 
But one of the things that Randall Riley and myself and Trucking Solutions Group identified as an issue was we're going to help drivers get the information they need, the numbers, because as you know, we're in the trucking industry, and really what it comes down to it's all about numbers. I mean, it's how much you figure it out for making a profit. If you're monitoring the oil numbers and the fuel mileage of your truck, it helps you figure out if your truck's sick, et cetera, and if, you know, what you need to do to get your truck working so you're making money. And these screenings kind of do the same thing. They can give you a clue. Are you going to pass your next DOT physical? If your blood pressure is way up or other numbers way off, this gives you a chance to figure out before you go to get your physical, if there's a potential problem and some things you might be able to do. But you now know that you may have an issue with some of your numbers. So the health stage concept was to give people information on, okay, you've discovered that there may be an issue. What can you do to fix it? And there's going to be seminars on exercise, uh, I believe mental health, um, that's being someone else is handling that one, so I'm not sure if that was confirmed yet. But there's a you know um, there's going to be the cooking summit. There's going to be sessions on how to cook on the truck, whether you have access to an inverter and can you use normal household appliances, or if you're limited to using 12 volt appliances only. We're going to have uh, seminars on that. There's going to be stories from drivers who have gotten healthy on the road and have overcome some some serious health challenges. Um, Ron Morrison's going to be there sharing some of his story. Uh, Jeff Clark is going to be there talking to him about his, his story. And, you know, there's going to be a wide range of drivers and groups kind of just exchanging information. You know, Bob Perry will be there doing what he does and getting some seminars as well. And these are short. They're going to be about 15, maybe 20 minutes at most. And they're going to be, you know, just allow somebody to come in, get a little bit of information, a little something to think about, and then go on to the rest of their show. Because as people who have been to these truck shows know, you need a break every now and then. So this is a good place to come, sit down, maybe take a 10 or 15-minute break, 20-minute break, um, get some good information, relax a little bit. Uh, for the, the smoothie addicts that are supposed to be a healthy uh, food vendor, right behind the health stage, and I'm told there will be smoothies there. I can't say what kind. They haven't told me that yet. So okay. for those of you who need your morning breakfast smoothie, hint, hint, Donna, um, <laughs> there should be do. some smoothies available. Well, good, because we're, we're, we're already making plans to make sure we don't go without. It just so happens is that I do know somebody who will have a ninja blender on the show floor. Don't know how that's really? getting there. Uh, yeah, there is, I'm, we're actually bringing in the Ninja Blender for one of one of the uh, cooking demos to show how you can make smoothies on the truck. Well, so. I'll tell you, we're in luck then. Hey, and another thing, remember I said I always forget to say something? The other thing is, uh, we'll, we'll be announcing it later, but we are planning on doing a show from Gats and, uh, in the Health Pavilion. And uh, so we haven't, you know, sorted out all the details, but um, I think Tom's going to be helping me with that. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to my secretary. Uh, uh, To to say that I'm overbooked is is an understatement, but if I do have some time, 
I'll at the very least stick my head in and go, hi, everybody. Um, but, you know, it, it, but it, that is something that we've done our best to kind of put together a package at the health pavilion that you can, it's, it's basically a one-stop um, shopping as far as much as possible for basic screenings and information that a driver needs to maintain or improve their health on the road. Uh, another one, another important thing that needs to be pointed out is for those of you who are used to parking at the truck show, they're moving the parking this year. Uh, it, there will not be truck parking in the old dust bowl behind the convention center. They're moving everything down to what was last year's overflow lot, Fair Park. Uh, there will be more parking there. They're setting up a lot of driver amenities. There will be some tents with cooling stations. But most importantly, TA Petro has agreed to bring the shower trailer to Gats this year. So wow. for those drivers who want to get a shower, uh, it's if I'm wrong on this, please don't shoot me. I want to say it's $3 for Ultra One members. Um, mm-hmm. But it's going to be, like I said, they've really put a lot of effort into improving the quality for drivers this year and really trying to make this show where the drivers have a primary focus. So, you know, like I said, I'm really pleased as part of Rotet, as, well, as Rotet and Living to be involved with this. And, uh, you know, I know the Trucking Solution Group is greatly, you know, honored and privileged from the conversations I've had with Rick and the rest of them to be involved as well. So great this group, really great does group. want to be a great experience. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a, a couple of really great people, too, right now. So we'll be right back. Heads up, truckers. Are you looking for deals on trucks, trailers, parts, or equipment? Or maybe you need to sell something truck-related. Well, there's a great spot on the web where truckers deal with other truckers. No middlemen involved. That's why we call it TruckerToTrucker.com. There's no charge at all for looking. And if you want to place an ad for what you're selling, it's just $19.95. And it runs till it sells. So whether you're buying or selling, it's time to log on and take a look. TruckerToTrucker.com. Check it out. That's TruckerToTrucker.com. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here, and I want to tell you about TruckerLawyers.com. TruckerLawyers.com helps drivers with their legal needs, and they specialize in workers' compensation, trucking accidents, employment law, and other areas. TruckerLawyers.com arms you with important information regarding workers' compensation and your legal rights, and they are also available to help you find assistance for additional legal issues. This includes determining how to get you the best benefits possible for your situation. The website site truckerlawyers.com is a resource where you can learn more about your legal rights as a driver. Feel free to continue the social media conversation by liking them on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash truckerlawyers and follow them on Twitter as at truckerlawyers. Call them to talk through your questions at 1-800-736-5503. Okay, we're back, everybody, and we're winding down the show tonight. We've had um, 
just a, a great show. I mean, I really enjoyed everything that we talked about tonight on gut health, and and I'm sure it was beneficial. I thank um, Carolyn O'Byrne over at LifeCoachService.net for coming on and and sharing all that she's doing for the trucking industry and all her information on uh, gut health. She is a certified um, colon hydrotherapist. Is is that what you call it, Carolyn? That's right. Okay. So she has a lot of knowledge about gut health and um, how to be healed and what you need to do to to get on the right track with all that. So there was a lot of information on tonight's show. I want to thank Tom for calling in and setting me straight about the things I forgot to mention about cats. I appreciate it. And uh, and let's see who else. I tell you, I mean. It's a two-hour show, and I'm looking at a lot of the original people. Of course, there's new people that came on later, uh, but there's a few of the original ones hanging on here the whole show, and I really I really appreciate that so much. Um, the replays will be up after the show. And um, any last words? We've got a couple of minutes. Any last words from either Tom or Carolyn before we sign off? The biggest thing okay. that I've got. Go ahead. What? Uh, the, the biggest thing that I've got is really when it comes to driver health. Mm-hmm. There are certain things that you can do that are probably a little bit better than others, but there really isn't one right way per se. The biggest thing is you've got to start doing something, and at least from a driver's perspective, one of the things that I know has bothered me in the past when I try to make some changes: don't try to do too many things at once. Pick right. one right. or and we two spoke things about that last week and do it well and just uh-huh. make sure you've got that before you go on. And that's really the biggest takeaway I've got. You know, eating organic out on the road, I try to do as much as I can, but where I run, it's extremely difficult to do so. So just try to make the best choices you can as often as you can. That's right. And I can't even do it all the time, and I'm not on the road. So, I mean, I do it as much as I can and that's all you can do because every little bit helps so that's great advice um, you know small steps if it means just reducing a little bit of you know processed food and drinking more water and eating more fruits and veggies then that's what you do And but you can't do it all at once it's too overwhelming um, and then we talked about people you know give up and oh I feel like a failure don't feel like a failure don't ever feel like a failure you, 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 the fact that you're listening to a, a show right now says you're not a failure. And if you do need help, you go to lifecoachservice.net, um, and she'll tell you <laughs> not to be a failure. <laughs> so, Carolyn, any any final last words? I just wanted to thank you for having me on the show. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I, when I talk about health, that's one of my favorite subjects to talk about, so I could probably keep on talking. But um, I just wanted to thank you very much for having me tonight. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for spending two hours. I know, you know, you've got a lot going on over there, so I really appreciate you coming on the show tonight. Well, hey, everybody, hey, Donna, so, if huh? I could one yeah. last real thing, because you just said something important is about failure. And the thing is, there's a lot of people confuse failure with lack of success. Lack of success means you've tried something and it doesn't work. Failure means you quit or gave up. And those are two big differences that I think we a lot of times forget and need to remind ourselves of is 
You know, somebody says, oh, I failed at this. Well, did you quit? No. Are you still working on beginning it done? Yes. Okay, then you've had lack of success. Right. And there's a huge right. difference between the two. The fact that you're listening, the fact that you're you're going into a group with advice, the fact you're even thinking about it is is the making of success because that's where it starts. Um, so you're absolutely right. You know, never, ever feel like a failure. Never. Even when you go off the wagon. So um, with that being said, it was a great show. I enjoyed it so much. And the replay will be up soon. And I'm going to end it with kind of a lighthearted song. And it's uh, Brad James's Detention Time. And I know everybody knows that Brad was at the... Um, the overdrive contest. What do you call that, Tom? The what was that? Uh, contest Trucker's that got they talent. Trucker's got talent. Yeah. And uh, he was he was in that last year, and this is his song. Great song. You got to listen to it, everybody. All right. In the morning sun I'll be sitting when the evening comes Watching other trucks roll in Then I watch them roll away again I've been back up to the stock all day Just watching the other trucks roll away all day just wasting time I left my home in Georgia headed for the Frisco Bay I've got freight to deliver looks like nothing's gonna go my way I've been sitting at the dock all day Just watching the other trucks roll away I've been sitting at the dock all day Just wasting time Looks like nothing's gonna change That dock light still remains the same So I guess I'll just make them pay Sitting here with dispatch on hold Lord, you know that this shit's getting old Two million miles I've roamed Just to make this truck my home I've been back to the dock all day Just watching the other trucks roll away I've been sitting at the dock all day just wasting time yeah I'll hold it you're 
You've been listening to Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith. On behalf of Alan and Donna Smith, AskTheTrucker.com, TruckingSocialMedia.com, NorthAmericanTruckingAlerts.com, BlogTalkRadio, and Ask the Trucker Live. I'm J. Michael Collins. Until next time, drive safe and thanks for listening.